G'day everyone, it's Leon here from Body by Leon for another podcast. Today we have another special guest. We have, um, I want to call him the dinosaur. The, call him <laughs> the, the, nice. the dinosaur of the fitness industry. The reason I say that is probably probably because he's got a lot more experience than anyone else and he's been around. And the great thing about this gentleman and, uh, and, and why I wanted to talk to him today is because we're in a fitness industry where it's, it's a competitive market. There's, there's a lot of trainers, there's a lot of coaches. Um, there's a lot of he said, she said, but I've never heard anyone say anything bad about this guy. This guy, I'll call him the the gentleman, the the, the gentleman of the fitness industry. So um, we have Mr. Lockie Horner with us today. Thanks, Welcome, mate. Lockie. Well, thanks. Much appreciated, mate. And just remember, I think uh, you can only ever see in someone else what's present in yourself, mate. Uh, <laughs> A fellow dinosaur gentleman. Oh, this is great. I love you, man. <laughs> Great no, to be here, mate. Thank you. Awesome, mate. Thank you for your time. So, so today, guys, we thought we'd talk. Um, we get. We'd like to keep things real. We like to keep things simple. Get straight to the point. And we thought today we might see how we can give some value back, Lockie. Some value back to um to those in this industry that are coming through. Because let's be realistic. We're in an industry where it's a competitive market, and um, you, you need to find a niche market. You need to find something that stands you above everyone else. So you don't see a lot of trainers that that um they get into this industry and they're in it for the long term you know they might True. get in for you know 12 weeks or six months and then they find it hard they just can't carry on so i thought we might start off just by talking about you know what's um how can we get more trainers how can we get better trainers how can we get more trainers to enjoy the the career and opportunities that we have because let's be realistic mate we have the best job on the planet i agree i agree it's and i suppose it is a bit of a mystery to to many isn't it really i mean what is it that that uh allows a person to to stay in the profession and do so for a long time it's i used to work in the fitness colleges training new pts and i remember thinking to myself sometimes you'd see these students in the class i think geez that person's going to do well i can see big things for them and inevitably they jump in and jump out of the industry very quickly and then other people you know you you, you probably think maybe they're the dark horse they're not necessarily someone you would have thought was going to do really well and they end up being the the stayers and, and the ones that have uh, that forge a career that uh, is spectacular. So, it's a it's a tricky one. That's an interesting point. And and why you say that, my head just thinks. I think I I, I completely understand what he's saying because he, if I was to be myself, I'd be the person that would be in the class that would probably just just get average marks, just scrape over the line. But my intent was there. My work ethic would be there. And sometimes, you know, we all learn differently. And some people like myself, I need to learn repetitious and I learn more practical. And I just learn from doing the same thing over and over again. And mm. that, that's how I learn. So what you're saying there is like pretty much, I'd, you, you see some people in class and you think, oh yeah, that guy's got all the potential in the world. Why haven't they gone on? Or why didn't this person go on? Or that person mm. went on? You ever find it's more down to that, that person's got that drive that maybe they've got more passion than the next person or more enthusiasm. Yeah. well. Let's break apart that word potential. Mm. I've, I've always had a bit of a funny uh, sort of thought about the, the, the word potential because if it gets thrown around a lot, it means all the things that you haven't done yet. And I suppose the person that's in there that's doing is, uh, is, is probably the person that has uh, less focus on potential and more focus on going and doing the things that they need to do. Yeah. They're in motion. At least then they have an opinion based on their experience. And the people that are out there that are giving it a crack and yeah. you know are probably more inclined to be able to to get the results to be able to stay in the game 
you know, it's the ironic thing. I mean, someone could have all of the, the smarts and, and they know everything about the human body or about training concepts and whatnot, but they don't have an ability to pass it and therefore they don't really get the experience with the people mm. because they can't practice their craft. Yeah. And then, you know, someone else can come in, maybe they, you know, they're, they're a little bit slow to learn or whatever it might be, but they now get the runs on the board because they get more people in front of them and they get experienced by virtue of just just giving it a crack and getting in front of those people i find so that's so spot on i told you he was intelligent didn't i <laughs> it's a great it's a great way to look at it and um because as i say and you can you can put this um you, whether it's business whether it's life whether it's sport like how often you see the most genetically gifted footy player or something right. like that but he, yeah. he just may not have he might all have all the potential in the world but he just hasn't got that attitude mm. to push in the next level and then you can see the um Oh look! If we if I use an example, let's say um oh what's what's the halfback for Melbourne Storm? You're you're from Melbourne. <laughs> oh, you're probably an <laughs> AFL person. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't crossed over just yet. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably locked. I'm locked on names. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm gone. But point, point <laughs> being, it, it's to the point where um you know they they start off they start off as just the workhorse, but they're just the average player in the team, and all of a sudden yeah. you know. They work under a good coach. They're, they're dedicated. They're committed. They're consistent. They do the work behind the scenes. Mm. In all, and all of a sudden, yeah, they end up, you know, one of the greatest players around. You yeah, know what I mean? and, um, absolutely. And, and it just goes to show that, you know, you can have all the potential in the world. But um, yeah. if, if you're not u- utilizing it, well, you know. you know. It's a funny thing too, Leon. I remember I was actually only just telling this story the other day because I completely forgot about it. And it might help some new people sort of get a bit more confidence maybe going into a, a, a new profession, specifically this one. I remember my mate booked me an appointment, a meeting to be able to see the uh, the head of it was all sports gyms back then for a job, and yep. I'd only just recently completed my course, mm. and I flat out said to this guy, "Mate, I'm not ready. I'm it's it's too soon. I need to get my skills up. I'm you know I'm not ready yet." And he literally booked this appointment and drag i mean talking like he dragged me into the car and pushed me out the door <laughs> to get into this interview yeah which then forged a career you know now yeah almost uh, 20, years 20 years later um so it's okay to have doubts you know I, I personally wasn't the person that 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 jumped out full of confidence and thought i was going to take over the industry all at once you know i it definitely took time but you know i think getting a start and just you know, every master was once a disaster, yeah. and, <laughs> well, including there, myself. There, there you go, and including myself too, mate. I've made, I've just, I just wrote a book about a million mistakes that I've made. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm happy to put my hand up and learn from them all. You know yeah. what I mean? And if I can pass on the mistakes that I've learned to other people, well, that might fast track their career to, to a degree. Look, we can never fast track a career. Let's be realistic. To be in the game, yeah. any career or any, any, whatever it might be, any sport or anything like that, you've it's just consistency it's being consistent over a long 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 period of time you know, people yeah. like Gary Vee they talk about it all the time man. Yeah. there's no fast track there's just pretty much doing the same thing over and over again but doing it well executing it yep. and, and basically trying to do it better than your competitors yeah did you ever have that, uh, that almost that fantasy where you get a chance to go back and say sorry to all the people that you, <laughs> that you might have told stuff to or done incorrect. I remember someone said to me once, like, can anyone fall off this football? It was the first client I ever took on a football. Does anyone ever fall off this? And I said, no. Because yeah. of my experience was I'd never had a client fall off it because that was my first client and literally he fell off it. I went, oh, oh there no, you go. No. Yeah, you there's there's, there's <laughs> a first. Yeah, there's the answer. Uh, oh, mate, all, all, all the time, you know, you look back and you go, gee, I've done some silly things, you know what I mean? But yeah. again, that, that's... 
that's how we learn. You Absolutely. know what I mean? If we're not making mistakes, if we're not putting ourselves out there, and and yeah. that probably could lead on to the next thing we could talk about is that people like what we just mentioned about trying to get into our game, trying to make it make it into the fitness industry. Mm. A lot of people probably give up just when the going gets tough. You know, yeah. it's like in business. You know, what I mean, it's so competitive, and you're gonna have your ups and downs. You're gonna have your self doubt. Look. It doesn't matter who you are. I, I doubt myself often. Absolutely. And, and, and it doesn't yeah. matter who you are. And again, you know, I'm just having Joel Bush been here yesterday and everyone w- would see him as being the world's most confident person. And he is a, an amazing human being. And, and even he talks about, you know, just questioning yourself on a few things here and there where mm. we're, 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 we're all normal. And I think it's important that we let people know that we might get to a certain level, but you know, we've sort of questioned ourselves along the way and we've gone through them hard times yeah. as well. But the, the, I think the difference is, um, you know, in business, the people that make it to the next level are pretty much, they're, they're willing just to push through that little barrier. It's like mm. life is telling you, come on, mate, quit, 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 mm. quit. And that's when you don't quit because if you can get through that little hurdle, yeah. you, you're just going to grow that next level. And most people can't get to that next level. Yeah. Yeah, well, especially in an industry, I imagine when we both started, it wasn't necessarily what it was today as well too there's probably plenty of people saying you know oh this it's not really a job it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a bit of a hobby and yeah yeah you know it's uh, why don't you get a real job and you're yeah. a skilled guy were you tempted at times to sort of jump out and do other stuff because you you know it was familiar and you knew you could you yeah. know go back in and do that yeah you know? I, I, I was the, probably the best thing in my the best move i ever made was i actually um i, I did my ticket when i was 20. Right. I got my PT ticket when I was 20, so I'm 42 now. And and back then I did a I did a two week full time course, mate. Two week full time course, and yeah. they actually got my ticket. And and I obviously being young, dumb, obviously not that highly intelligent. Looking, I was running run the party life, so not your ideal candidate to be a trainer. Nor did I have any experience. Yeah, I trained for two years and thought I was got a bit of muscle, so I'm I'm, I'm you know I've got a license to be a trainer and. And, and I tried for about 12 months to try to break it into into a into the career and a, of a trainer and and I got into a couple of gyms and it, I couldn't get any clients as you know, my attitude wasn't there and yeah. it was just a job back then yep. and so so I quit it and I, I didn't even persist so basically what I was talking about before I was that person that quit after six months because it got tough I needed right. money I was out of home so I let it go and then I actually then you know went and done my own thing worked for myself for a while and then and then went back to my trade actually. Hmm. So I did a few things, and and the best thing I ever done was come back to the. I come back to this track. I come back to the fitness industry. Industry when I was what was I thirty five. Yeah. So so literally, I had what well, say fifteen years off, yep. but I had fifteen years worth of life experience, and I think that is the biggest key. Like there's well there's fifteen years more of experience of. Plus, I was doing bodybuilding shows pretty much. Um, I've done them for 18 years. So there's a lot of experience of dieting there. There's, I've taken the body to the extreme. Um, there's a lot of life experiences because a lot of, lot of life mm. happens in the 15 years. So when you put all that together, then when you come back into it later in your career, I think that was the best thing that I'd done. So that made me come straight into the industry and probably have a step above the rest because I'd already yeah. done a big apprenticeship behind the scenes, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm sure that would have been valuable, mate. I remember being 18 and having PT clients and them sharing their problems with me. Yeah. I'd be thinking to myself, like, I, I really don't know what to do here because yeah, I'd, I'd never really had people share with me those sorts of problems because yeah. I'd never really experienced it myself. Mm. And being a young person as well, I probably wanted to solve all their problems. So I had no idea that that space was probably for people that wanted to come along and just sort of vent and, yeah. and be gone with it. You know, I, I probably, yeah, I took it along, you know, the wrong way and yeah. had to learn that hard way. and. 
another thing fa- from there. fast forward how many years now you know what i mean fast forward you know 20 years later thereabouts and all of a sudden think of the life experiences you had the amount of clientele that you've had because you're very 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 successful you've been around for a long time you, you've you've seen everything you know what i mean yeah. what there is to see you, you've heard every problem with every client you know what i mean in, in regarding their body or their mental issues whatever it might be so yeah yeah so that that's probably again a thing that makes you locking on today and you're very gracious you're very appreciative with your job you you hold yourself super well and um and again that's just an experienced trainer for my for my mind and it is someone that i i look up to and against why i'm happy to really thrilled to chat to you here today man because i i like to you know put myself around people that um that that, that i look up to you know that, that that hold themselves super well in the industry because i'd love to see more of this i'd love to see more lockies around i'd love to see more you know joel bushby's around steph castries around these very 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 humble people um that's that, that that's the goal and that's what i hope today you know we can you know, get, get some education out there for the trainers coming through yeah. to, um, you know what I mean? To, to be in this game, you know what I mean? You've got to, look, we're all on social media, we're all posting, we're all there, and, and, and probably too many people get caught up in, in the hype of social media and, and, and get caught up in the, the riffraff, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. what, what would you like to say about that? Like, let's be realistic, every time we open social media, there's, a, there's another trainer having, you know, having something to say about another trainer or another coach or a federation yeah. in bodybuilding, whatever it is. And it's, it's, it's sad to see, isn't it, us sitting back Agreed. watching it? Well, it's, it's something that I've always appreciated about yourself too, Leon. I think for someone that, that has achieved so much with your athletes and, and your name is, is a great name in the industry, particularly bodybuilding, I'm always so happy to see you because you're like a social lubricant. You know, you've got that that uh, great attitude, and it's uh, it's contagious. And I think one of the things that social media has been able to capture with uh, with all of the coaches really is now being able to get that to to go out there and to obviously to affect more people, and people get to get a little snapshot of your personality, um, which can be really powerful, super powerful, in mm. fact. And I think the most effective coaches are the ones that you start thinking along the lines of what they would be thinking when you make decisions about things. And yeah. for people like yourself, you know, you, I was pulled up the, the, the mobile phone this morning and I saw you jumping around here in the gym <laughs> and uh, ball of energy. And you know what, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if, if I'm going to, to, to jump out, you know, and hit the day and, and maybe jump into a session, I might remember something that you mm. said because of the way that you said it and how authentic you came across. You know, uh, I think the big mistake that a lot of people make is that they're trying to be like everybody else. Yeah, good point. You know, and, and that's not a, no offense to anyone trying to get a start because we all have to start somewhere. You know, we've got to yes. leverage ourselves. You know, they say standing on the, the shoulders of giants before us. So there's always stuff that we can learn. Yeah. But there's a part of you that is so special in each trainer that I think is very unique and that that you are now only appealing to one person in this world that wants you more than anyone else. Mm, yeah. And and I feel like it's a crime sometimes when trainers kind of jump in and jump out because I know that there's a person out there that doesn't want to train with me, Yeah. doesn't want to train with you. They want that person that would have been a perfect fit, but for whatever reason, they just weren't able to capture that that, that essence yeah. of what, what makes them so unique and appealing to that particular person. And that's the magic of PT. So yeah. when we go out there and people compete I'm thinking, I don't ever see it as competing. I think it's more like completing. If we, yeah. if we complete the industry by being able to bring in all these wonderful 
trainers that have got great intent to want to help people. I mean, we're in a special place there where we can get some really great results with our, our clients as a collective rather than trying to compete. I think that's one of the most important things for new people coming along is that, you know, don't ever try to, to compete against, you know, somebody else because, you, you know, it's, 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 you, you can't win that battle. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's like literally the, the nail on the head, Lockie. I think that's a brilliant point. And I think it's, um, you know, when anyone that's going to get into this industry to understand, like, you know, let's say um, a client leaves myself and, and, and goes to a friend or something on the left because they feel they're better suited to that. Um, hey, that's fine. Because yep. at the end of the day, it's about one person. It's about the individual, about that client. It's Absolutely. not about me. Yep. It's not about the other coach. If that client feels that they'll connect better with another person, you know, us as coaches, we've got to have the blessing to say, hey man, hey, if you feel that's better for you, please go, go on, on your merry way and, and, all, and all the best. But unfortunately, that's not really what happens in the real world. There's yeah. probably a little bit more spiteful or why are you leaving this and that? And, we, and a lot of time we question ourselves. And, and, mm. and I would tell people, I'd say, all right, if a client leaves and they feel like they're better suited to someone else, and, and look, I've had, I've had clients leave and sometimes they, t- and I'm always honest and upfront, sometimes they tell me they didn't get the, the correct service from me, they didn't get the attention that they, that they wanted. And, um, and that's fine, and, and I understand that, and, and then I'll, I'll look at myself before, I won't, I won't turn it around on them and say, oh, it's their fault, it's their this and that, or why this. Yeah. I'll actually walk away and analyze myself and go, okay okay well so how can i be better hmm. so instead of blaming someone else and maybe look at ourself and go well how can i be a better coach if someone's left me because i didn't give enough attention well maybe i'm you know what was what was i busy doing other things like you know i've been writing books and studying and stuff and and i will put my hand up and sometimes you just get sidetracked sometimes i'm away at shows and i haven't replied messages for 12 hours because yep. i'm with clients jumping on stage and and some people needed me at that specific moment and I hadn't replied. Hmm. So therefore they can actually leave. And this is real scenarios. And and then I look at it and go, okay, well, I hadn't replied, they wanted that. It is what it is. Um, I apologize. Next time I'll, maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try and structure my day a little better and try and spend half an hour here getting messages back. So instead of, you know, having a go at the client or, or, hmm. or talking negative, maybe we should look at ourselves and go, okay, well, how can I be a better coach now? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Bring the onus back on ourselves, And I think that's how you grow, Lockie, being honest with yourself. Yeah. Instead of, you know, we're, we're, we're quick to pass the buck or it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault. But I think um, in the real world, I've, I've learned that if I just, you know, anything, I've always learned, if anything, whatever happens in, in life, it's my fault. Hmm. If I'm working with a suicide person and, 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 and they're in a bad way or they take their life with this and I could put my hand up and say, no, it wasn't, I didn't make them do it, but hey, I could have done this or I could have done better. I always try to put everything back on my fault. If a client didn't get a result, yeah. I put it back on me. Even if they might have cheated on the diet, well, maybe I wasn't strict enough. Maybe I wasn't hmm. disciplined enough. Maybe I didn't check up on enough. But, it, but it's very easy just to put the onus back on myself to become better. And it's hard for people to understand, but... It, as growing in business, I find that if I can put this onus all back on myself, hmm. it's why do I got no one to be angry at? Yeah, by myself. You know yeah, what I mean? no, it's that's yeah, no, I completely agree. It's probably one of the the greatest levels of maturity hmm. where you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, "This is all my fault," and it doesn't have to be a fault necessarily. It just sounds good when you say it like that, right? Like this is all me. Like yes. it's it's I take responsibility, and and you know what? That's a that's a, a rare trait, unfortunately with a lot of people when something goes wrong they want to look around and and sort of rope in Mm. you know other people to kind of lessen the burden on themselves because it's you know it's got to be someone else's fault and you didn't teach me this and whatnot and i agree with what you're saying there with uh, clients and i'll maybe just give some perspective there too when you are a really good coach 
and people have seen what you're capable of, mm. when you drop the ball, it's a lot more obvious than somebody else. So it's almost like you set up yourself to be able to to kind of almost be in the firing line because you know people are going to be a lot harder on you than they are on other people yeah. because you know you you sometimes form a really close connection and they have a commitment to that result that you're promoting and then yeah look if if you just slip a little bit they notice absolutely you know if you you're you're up here not really high and they you know they're used to that and then you slip just a little bit oh they jump down on you definitely and i think also you know sometimes the the, the you know the, the more stature or the better coach you become and the more time you put into people i'm renowned and i love to put time into people um so i have this facility here i spend a lot of times behind the scenes you know just mentoring helping people through their tough times so i i've always worked by like it, the best way to get a client results sometimes is you, you need to get into the head you need yeah. and sometimes it might mean that i've got to sit down with a few people every now and then for an hour and and just yeah. listen to them and so you're acting as if i like a counselor a re, i mean a real counselor hence yeah. why i went on to my counselor did my counseling diploma this is the reason why right. i found to get best results i found that if i can you know get that client on board or they can understand or they can maybe get their mind in a better place then the results will be better and the negative side to that is when you put so much time into people, okay, which which I feel that I do. Sometimes some people, you know, humans might want a little bit more. Yeah. So you give a little bit more and then you give a little bit, little bit more. And then before you know it, then they want more. And then before you know it, you know, you've probably crossed a bit of a barrier and a crystal line and all of a sudden the client can leave because the expectations become of talking to someone once a week, then it was twice a week, three weeks, four weeks. And then the next week you only speak to them too because just because because mm. and um and then that might not meet their expectation yeah so that's the problem that i have that i'm trying to overcome at the moment and i and i think i've just accepted that it's just going to be that way you know what i mean when you mm. you got to win some or lose some but law of averages you you know you'll get tw w w one client that just may not be overly happy and 20 that's um you know what i mean that, that'll be satisfied and, and i don't mind that ratio I'll, I'll i'll take that because i feel like i've I can honestly put my hand on my heart and say, oh, I've done the best I can. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's that's the big difference, right? Yeah. If we're not evolving, we're dissolving. That's the yeah. <laughs> And I've had moments there where I've probably been dissolving yeah. and, and to pick myself up and, uh, yeah, get back on the horse. That's it. But, uh, so, so Lockie, let's say... Um, let, let's say you, you, you've got a you've got a new up-and-coming trainer. He's been in the game for 12 months. And he's, he's, he's on that crisp of quitting. Yep. or actually going to the next level. Um, what, what's, the, what's the best advice? What's the best advice that you can give trainers to be in the industry for 20 years like yourself? Um, what, what, what do you reckon's the key? You can name a couple of points or whatever comes to your mind. What's, what's the key ingredient you think to um, make people stay in this long term? Because I'd love to see more coaches have, have the enjoyment and pleasure that, that we do because what we have, is it a job? Yeah, I guess it's a, I guess it's a job title, but geez, man, this is, it's, a, it's a pretty goddamn cool job. And I think, trainers like you posted the other day about you know i think trainers out there should start appreciating and have a bit more gratitude for the job that we have like we don't even have like a uniform you know what I mean? <laughs> we don't have a uniform we our hours are what we want to work we have no one to answer to we get to live in a gym all day it's 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 not a bad lifestyle is it so how, how can we keep more people in the industry what what tips can you pass on in your experience it's a good question i think client success is our success so I've always had a firm focus on the result that we can get for our clients. Perfect. 
as soon as a client becomes a number, so a lot of the time, I think with new PTs, their success is measured by how many clients they're training in a week. So they're doing, we're chatting before, mm. 50, 60 sessions. And we've all gone there and done that. And, you know, you're doing all the sums in your head and, you know, you're allocating what's gonna, what you're going to buy and what you're going to yeah, do with all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know, I remember having five clients uh, in a row and I called them my Z clients because I had a, a Z350 at the time. So <laughs> in my head, that's just how it was working. Yeah. I was young and, you know, that was, that was how I motivated myself. But you know what? When a client feels like a number, then you know that your business is starting to, mm. is in trouble. It's starting to struggle because the 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 session that you do at the end of the day should look like the session you do at the start of the day and you really got to reset your mind and if you get too caught in numbers you know if if you don't take a break and eat and go and train yourself and and reconnect with the reasons why you love this industry you're going to soon talk yourself out of Mm. it and what you love soon becomes what you tend to despise and what you hate because it becomes now not so much that beautiful outlet that started this whole thing it becomes a means to to get money so that you can get by mm. you know if your client success becomes your absolute focus and you just put all of that stuff just on hold just for a tick your quality evolves from one client to another to another and that's where word of mouth comes into play it's not something that happens as easily as what most people think yeah. in this industry you got you, you word of mouth exists certainly but you take this into consideration too really great results with a fantastic trainer that no one else knows about is an attractive trait for some people because now they're getting great results they want to keep you to themselves yeah <laughs> you know it's it doesn't happen quite as easily as what so new true. pts going out in the industry yeah. think it's going to happen you know it's going to going to go out there i'm going to be like a magnet yeah. and people are just going to be drawn to me i've got x amount of thousands of people on instagram nowadays it's a new thing they can be very very popular and service a really great message out there but unfortunately, belly to belly, they just yeah. don't have that, that, that connection yet. And that takes a little bit of time. Time's a, the key ingredient on what you said there. That's just an amazing and fantastic point. And, and if you go, whilst if you were to be consistent year after year after year after year and keep doing your job, eye on the board, just get focused on results yep. and focus on having the best customer service going around, which I think let's be really customer service should be the easiest thing to do in business it yeah, should be and it's probably absolutely. one thing that laps on it with a lot of people so yep. by getting building word of mouth is just it's just being consistent over time and getting a result over here then a yep. result over there and then a result down the line and all of a sudden you know you've got 100 transformations in a year you are going to get a lot of referrals and word of mouth will grow from there absolutely and just be consistent so so pretty much these people that are in the game and they want to grow their business in three months six months um it's not going to 12 months it's just not going to it will definitely evolve but you know, I tell people, look, you know, and everything I do now, I, I say, I say, have a saying that sets me up for the next eighteen months. Yep. So look, this, the, the book and, and and degrees and stuff like that, diplomas, they nothing's going to happen tomorrow because all of a sudden you've got a bit of paper. Yep. It's just I look at business and go, and it's going to be eighteen months down the track. So when I the day I start my business, I always said, oh, things won't go anywhere remotely to like okay until eighteen months. And then from that 18 months on, when you do something different, well, the results from that don't come for another 18 months. So all of a mm. sudden, there's nearly you know three and a half years or something down the track. So these people, they get into it so quick mm. and, they, and they just go, oh, they want to fast track results. It's just not gonna happen. They just gotta keep persisting, doing the same thing over and over again and keeping their eye on the ball and just, um, yeah, just being consistent and get getting the results, which is foremost, that's our industry, isn't it? It's what, yep. we, it's what we get paid to do is get results. Absolutely. I think that customer service 
is a huge point too because mm. I think what you lack in skill and experience, if you can make up for it in customer service, yeah. then that makes you valuable. You yeah. know, like little things that trainers can do. I mean, not every trainer does it or has to do it, but you know, little hands-on things with clients, stretching clients, uh, you know, little things that you can do that, that just show that you care about them. Uh, what forge a, a wonderful connection and can set you up for, you yeah. know, for long-term clients. And, and that's where people like yourself, Leon, you have long-term clients. You don't have a, mm. a sales run every month because yeah. you've dropped a whole bunch of people. And it's always interesting because you'll speak to people and they'll say things like, oh, well, isn't that a competitive space? You know, like, oh, everyone's a personal trainer nowadays. Like, how, how do you become successful? But I'm certain that people come to you and they've been searching for you for quite mm. some time. So as much as it's a, a space where there's a lot of people, there's still a lot of people looking for the right PT. Yeah, you know? well, it's, but, but on that point, that's a fantastic point because a lot of people that will inquire, and thanks for the kind words too, Lockie, he's very nice. Um, you'll find people will, they'll all have it, they'll all say the same thing. I've been watching you for, you know, on social media for the last 18 months or two yeah. years. That It's always the same thing. So my point is the same. So you, you might have posted something 18 months ago that resurrected with someone and they hung on to that and then they follow you ever since. Yeah. So that post you did X amount of years ago has now coming back and it's paying off. That's kind of how I look at business, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you're not posting things and now to get busy next week. Yeah. People will watch before you buy. It's like, you know, you go buy clothes or something like that. You know, you sometimes you walk into the same shops and look at it three, four times and you go back the fifth time. Okay, I'll buy it now. Okay, I'm pretty certain I want to get it. And, yeah. um, and I think the biggest thing too in our industry is that I love to see a little bit more authenticity, which we spoke about earlier. People really being themselves. Yeah. And, I, and I vowed from day one, I'm a little bit um, unorthodox as a human being, the way I sort of come across in my energy and stuff like that. But I always work with my strengths. Yeah. My, my, my strengths wasn't to be the straight A student. I was far from that. I don't sit down too well. You know what I mean? So my, my, my energy was going to be my forte. So I, I, I was strongly advised when I started this gig, Leon, you need to change. You need, yeah, you're wow. a little bit wild. The way that you do your vlogs and stuff like that, they, um, they seem very yobbo-ish. You know what I mean? And this is fact. You haven't even got any shoes on. Your hair looks like a mess. But they're obviously not going to be my clients. Yeah, but then there's a whole bunch of clients that um, did take to that that sort of attitude because those clients at that point in time were looking for that energy. Yeah. They were looking for something a little bit unique, which something a little bit different. They didn't want this other personal trainer that might have been academically brilliant or better than me, or he might have looked better than me. He might have had a better hairdo than me, whatever it might better looking than me. Um, <laughs> and that's why if you keep to yourself, that's how you create almost your niche market. Yeah, you know, obviously you, you keep to yourself, you keep doing what's true to your heart because you know you can do that effectively. Mm. And so obviously what you do, you do it effectively in down pat and you have a down pat and that's why 20 years later you're still doing it and you're always obviously trying to make things better as we do. That's what we do and I, I stick to my forte of, you know, working with the athletes and that is all the general pop population as well. But um, stick to your strengths and, and you stick to what you enjoy as well and, and, and that, that makes it enjoyable because you're doing something you love so it's you get good at it. Absolutely. Because it just becomes second nature. So, you, so then your results come anyway. Mm. So then results come anyway. Then it's a, mate, you're, you're, it's a win, win, win. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's interesting too because sometimes the, the lure of another position in your industry or you know, some other spot that you, you, you have this wonderful fantasy about, but you haven't actually gone and experienced it yet. But it seems amazing. I want to become a strength and conditioning coach for mm. uh, a, a pro footy team or I want to work with this, this athlete or that athlete. Sometimes you get the chance to do that and it's not actually what you love to do. Yeah. 
and it sounds wonderful and might open doors for you but you now have an opinion of it based on your experience you know when mm. i first uh, went along and studied i studied human movement at uh, qt in brizzy everyone wanted to be a sports physio for the brisbane broncos back then and there was one position in the uh you know as a, as a sports physio back then and he'd been in the job for 20 years yeah but you had these whole you know droves of students wanting that job mm. i remember i worked a day in the physio uh just as work experience while i was doing my course and i went there's no way i want to help people you know nothing against old people but old people you know with broken hips all day yeah it wasn't i mean that they have a role to play and that's awesome but it wasn't for me and I, and I had this beautiful image of what that could look like but when i did it i went oh wow yeah. you know when i went to melbourne i, I worked with some of the footy teams i worked with melbourne storm and yeah. did collingwood and uh yeah. geelong geelong cats and whatnot I, it was I'm, still trying to, I'm still trying to think of the halfback for melbourne storm i wish i could ask the audience here <laughs> <laughs> if we're, if we're on live, Facebook, you're gonna get a whole bunch of angry people oh, I, I, know, I know that. i know but, um, <laughs> god I, oh, I, can't, I can't even think i'm, not, I'm just blank <laughs> it's actually actually the it's actually the hooker i'm thinking about i don't know blank he moved to roosters anyway anyway right. either way um but yeah look i mean and and not name dropping by any stretch but just more that i had the opportunity to work in these environments which was a wonderful honor but i enjoyed my role in the in the studios and in the gym much more than than that role even in the fitness colleges yeah. so it was a wonderful stepping stone but it, for me it was it was almost it it uh, cancelled out the uh I suppose the the loud noise that you know that oh maybe I should be doing this or maybe I could be you know going off and you know traveling with this team and whatnot. I had a chance to do that and went, hey, that's that's really cool. Yeah. But you know it's not really for me. So I think getting to know your niche is something that you get to know through your experience, not to put all your pressure on yourself yeah. in the beginning. Like we used to teach that in the fitness colleges, like find out who you want to train and then go after that. Not realizing at the time, even when I was teaching that the only real way that you know is if you actually have that experience you might you know people would say to me you know i want to train athletes and we'd be there teaching rehab and they'd say, oh, i don't want to do any of this rehab stuff i just want to train athletes and i think if you're training athletes you're going to spend most of your time doing rehab yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so it, it's it's not as quite as uh as straightforward until you actually give it a crack and then now you've got experience now you're in a great position to be able to to comment and to to have that opinion you pick and choose based on that you know yeah. find your place through experience you know it could be something that you don't even know like i'm doing online now and so and you're doing a lot of online stuff yeah and we've often chatted like you know even four or five years ago if someone said hey you're going to be doing a majority of your clients online i would have mm. told them hey you know what no way yeah and that's not effective yeah because you know you can't train anyone online but now we're getting you know, fantastic results, and Crazy. you know, it's a wonderful leverage it's that we have. It's kind of the way the world almost, isn't it? To Absolutely. Degree. It's convenient for people's lifestyles, I guess that's where is, you know, and, and and there's a variety of coaches out there now, you know what I mean, and, mm. and, and trainers and stuff, so clients can sit back and go, like we mentioned earlier about, they just, they, they might love the way that you conduct yourself, um, you're, again, you're very you have, you're very honest and believable and trustworthy. The results are on the board and people just go, I just like that guy, I, I want that guy. So they've got the ability to be in, in in South Australia and hire you, yeah, which, yep. which which I think is fantastic. Whereas you know, going back five six years ago, there wasn't really that luxury there. You're in, no. you, your trainer is going to be your local trainer in your town, so I think that's a great thing. Um, and understand also, there's another thing trainers need to understand. That's the, the reasons why you know that clients have such a big option. They have such a big mm. option. So people, client, new trainers can't get offended if 
why didn't that person come to me? Because mm. I hear this often, or oh, that person, oh, I'm their friend, why didn't they hire me as a coach? You know what I mean? The, the fact of the matter is, man, that, you know what I mean? That, that other person just had something that that other person was drawn to. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but I think what, what, what you were saying earlier about, just a, on, on a good finish point, uh, what, a great note, what you said then about, about working with a, if you're a trainer, the best advice that, that I can add on to what you just said then is, you know, it might be daunting at first when you're, you know, you get your first client that asks for rehab or you got a client that's got a, 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 a serious back injury or they might be an, an elderly person or it might be a teenager or it might be a female. You might have never worked with a female before. And I think, um, and or it might be an athlete. And I say, you know what, as a trainer, take everyone on mm. because that's the only way you got to learn. Yep. Be up front with the client. Be up front with the client and say, hey, man, I primarily work with X, Y, Z, but hey, man, Let's do it. Hey, let's go for it. And um, you know, and that's where you're up, up front and honest. You, there's, there's nothing afraid with being a trainer, just going to do your own research, or you know, that's your client and go and ask for help someone above you. You know, a lot of people are too ashamed to sort of go and ask for that assistance and help. Yep. But if you if you're going to work with a wide variety of people, that then all of a sudden that then you can work out who you do like to work with, and then your, your niche mm. will just follow there. But um, like you said, it's hard to. People hear that name, strength and conditioning. Oh, I'm going to be a strength and conditioning coach. You know what I mean? It's um, you know that that, that means working shitty hours in the way you've got to go down the footy park in the winter at six, six seven thirty at night or something like that. You know yep. what I mean? It's not as cracked up to be. You know yep. what I mean? But um, absolutely. But yeah, but I think we've covered some some really cool points there, Lockie, and um, just hopefully there's some there's some tips there and tools that up and coming trainers can can use. Anything else you want to add? Uh mate, I think. Yeah, look, maybe just just a quick little sort of recap of um, a lot of successful trainers that that I've come across seem to have this incredible connection with clients. They've, mm. they've they've got this ability to be able to to really get inside the client's mind. I think that's probably something that's really important to get to learn to understand and not put pressure on yourself to think that you should know how to do all that stuff. Yeah, someone like yourself, you're constantly reading, reaching out for different material. I mean what you what you're exposed to inevitably is going to be coming through in the way that you connect with people you know you you only need to read a book on communication and then you find yourself having a conversation with someone and all of a sudden all these things you just learned seem to be sort of just flowing out of you um i think it's really important to to be able to have a coach and like you said people that you can look up to and connect with I, i had a pt session after two years of being a pt and I got really disappointed in myself because this PT was such an incredible PT that I realized I was just glorified spotter yeah. up until then. <laughs> yeah. And it made me take a, a good look at myself and go, you know what, you got some stuff to learn here. And I continued to get trained mm. by this trainer and, and learned so much. I think I learned more in that space of training with that trainer within a year than I did in the couple of years prior yeah, to that, fantastic. just by working with that guy once a week. And I think based on, on your point there, I think the most important thing that we can add to that as well for people is, is listen. Listen, because it's easy to be a trainer and get burnt out and you're just working, working, working. You're looking at the dollars and you're doing 12 clients a day. And like you mentioned, by the time of the afternoon, you're looking at the clock and you're looking at the watch. Everyone's been there. But I think, um, and again, the only way I learn, like I, I read, I research a lot, I do some study, mm. but there's nothing like learning in the field, yep. Lockie, and there's nothing like actually listening to what people say. Mm-hmm. Listen to what people say and then... 
And then just in time, you just experience, you just get better. Like if someone's telling me about, you know, some they've got mental health um, issues and they're telling me they're suicidal, li- listen to what they say, listen to what they feel, listen to what they want. And you know what you do? Work out what they want because they'll tell you and give it to them. Yeah. If they want more time, they want more friends, they want to be out here, they want a better relationship at home. Well, now you know things that you can work on with them. You can mm. just work on their mindset about improving that mindset of, um, you know what I mean? Getting them out and about, getting them, team them up with friends, introducing them to friends, get them out for coffees, just getting them out and about, get them out of their four walls at home. Mm. But most people are listening, but they're not actually tuned in. Okay, They're not actually listening to people. And I find the biggest thing I can tell people is just listen. Look, it's us, most of us guys don't have the great listening skills when our partners at home are probably talking to us and I'm going to put my hand up there. Sorry, Renee, I do switch off at home probably because I listen all day. Mm. And when I go home, unfortunately, I've probably probably switched off. I probably should stay tuned for a little bit, for another hour or so, but I've just gone, that's it. I just probably switched off too early, but really actually listen to what people want. And that's how your business can grow, Lockie, really listening, taking Mm. on people's advice and building on that. And, And most people think, that because you're a trainer, you're just there training someone. And that's to an end to a means. Gone are the days of putting someone through a strong leg session and whatnot. There's, a, there's so much more therapy involved. Mm. And that's what I find. If you want to be a great trainer, start listening to your clients mm. and give them what they want. They're paying you good quality money. Mm. And, and, it's, 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 and sometimes they're coming to you not just for that six pack. Sometimes they're coming to you for that, for that mental well-being as well. And the training just aids to that. Yeah. I mean, the training, they feel good when they work out, walk out, but they've also just got some mental clarity and had a bit of a counseling session along the way. So mm-hmm. I think if people listen more, I think that's one of the most effective tools and probably the most underrated tool in the whole industry. Yeah, no, spot on, mate. Completely agree. Awesome. It's, a, it's a responsibility at times where you realise that you might be someone's highlight. Yeah. You know, of their week, that session or those couple of sessions they're having with you, that's oh, that's the highlight of their week, mate. Yeah. And, and um, when I first heard that, yeah. I sort of, I thought, no, Come on, yeah. And when you really kind of look into that, and, and you see what happens in other people's lives and what they're going through, and they get a chance to just just have a lovely outlet, uh, yeah. working with someone that's positive that gives them great focus, and they get to overcome hurdles in a session, which often becomes a metaphor for other things Huge. that they want to tackle out outside day. of the gym. Out, you know, they walk down dark alleys on purpose. These people, because <laughs> yeah, you know, they're inspired. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. They feel bulletproof. Uh, and probably the last, very last thing I'll say, just based on what we were just saying then as well, is that um, another good tip I can give trainers as well is pay attention to when your client walks in the in the room. Now, what I mean by that now to identify there's more often than not in, in the world we live in these days, you know, let's say 80% of the week, you're going to get clients that are kind of come in, they probably had a pretty bad day or bad week or there's stuff going on in their private life. This happens so often. Now pay attention to their body language. Look at their look at their eyes. Look at look at how they conduct themselves. Listen to the tone in their voice. Listen to listen to the things they say. Are they answering questions very short? You know, you ask, you know, you're all bubbly. Hey, go, mate. How are you? Is that good? Okay. How's your weekend? Good. How's your day? Oh yeah. There there already there already is six to eight tips that I can give anyone any trainer out there that can identify this person needs more than a flogging today. Mm. This person needs to be heard. They need to be listened to. And so the best advice again I can give is is really really pay attention, really listen, and, and someone is coming to you sometimes for more than that leg session or, yeah. to, or to gain that six pack. They need therapy, and that could be a vital day. You just might be that person that listens to them that could save their life. And why people go oh, oh, oh that's a fact of the matter. 
Mm. I know this for a fact and I've had clients that have told me over the years, mate, you just said the right things to me today and I'm, and I'm yeah. so glad you're on the board. I'm so glad you understand me mm. and I'm so glad you listen to me. Yeah. Because they'll say no one else listens and, and stuff like that. So, so there's tips I can give everyone um, and they're good things for trainers. You, Take 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 our advice on board because between us both, there's a there's a lot of years experience here, mate, isn't there? Mate, as you've reminded me, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yes, mate. All right. Anyway, yeah. Lockie, I think we'll wrap things up there, man. But again, mate, thank you so much for your time, and it's been a bucket of fun, hasn't it? Mate, it has been pleasure. That's it. Awesome, buddy. We'll chat again soon, huh? Thanks, guys, very much. Thank you.